The presenting sponsor of Top Docs is Netflix. With the Oscar nominations announced and voting just around the corner, we want to call your attention to our interviews with Academy Award-nominated filmmakers. For example, check out our conversation with Anne Alvergay and Deborah McClutchy about their film, The Martha Mitchell Effect. Martha Mitchell, the wife of former Attorney General and Nixon campaign chief John Mitchell, was dismissed at the time of Watergate as being crazy and even a drunk. She was, in fact, the victim of a well-planned gaslighting campaign hatched by Nixon, his top aides, and even her own husband. Stunning in its revelations and highly immersive in its cinematic approach, this powerful film will grant you a new perspective on those dark days of American history. You can watch The Martha Mitchell Effect now on Netflix. Recently, I had the chance to speak with Maite Alberde about her new film, The Eternal Memory. We spoke at Portrait House during the Sundance Film Festival. As comes up during our conversation, Maite previously was nominated for The Confounding but Delightful The Mole Agent for the Best Documentary Feature Academy Award in 2021. So here's my conversation with Maite Alberde. Welcome to Top Docs. We are here in Park City at Sundance, and we are at Portrait House, which is sponsored by Portrait, the creative alternative to LinkedIn for filmmakers. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So in this film, we see a very intimate portrayal of your two characters, Augusto and Paulina. And to our American viewers, they won't immediately necessarily know who these folks are. So we'll talk about that in a second. And it's a very intimate portrayal of him as he's sliding into the later stages of Alzheimer's. Can you tell us who Augusto and Polina are? Augusto, it's a very, very famous journalist in Chile. I grew up looking in television, the only cultural program that exists in Chile in the early 90s. And he was the anchor guy and the one that made this program and was my first approach to cine and documentaries. A few years earlier, during military dictatorship, he was the one of a group of a few journalists that made clandestine newscasts to report on everything that was happening in the country in that moment. So it's a journalist that is well known in his political career and also in his cultural career in television when he made documentaries a lot of programs. And Paulina is a very famous actress, well-known in cine, cine television and theater, and she was Minister of Culture also, so she has a political career too. Yeah, so these are very prominent people, and really, in many ways, hard for the American audience to think about a journalist who's also an activist in many ways. He's very important in the return of democracy, along with many others. It's very important, and he was the guy indeed that in the moment that Pinochet is giving the position to the first president after him, he was the one that was in television giving that news in the public television because the television was controlled by militars. And in the moment that Pinochet gave the band to the president, I was to start to speak in television and was the face of the return to right. democracy. 
And just a little bit of background for our listeners, just to remind you, 1973, Augusto Pinochet supported, sadly, uh, by the American government in the guise of the CIA, overthrew the elected, the democratically elected, Salvador Allende, and they held power really up until about 1990. There was a plebiscite in the late 80s, great film called No, that I recommend people see. Exactly. Uh, about, about the plebiscite? Of one of the producers of this film. Oh, you are? Okay. Pablo Lorraine is producer of this film. Okay, great. Yes, the director right. of No. Okay. I recommend yeah. that film to get a little taste of what this time was like. Can you talk about gaining the trust of these folks? I said, this is a very intimate portrayal. Some of it seems to be filmed by cinematographers. Some of it seems to be filmed once COVID hits by them. But it's very intimate. It's very there with them. Some cases, you know, in the kitchen, in the shower even. Can you talk about gaining that trust? Yeah, it was a following of four years. And of course, that it take time to get the trust and it's time. A lot of dialogue, a lot of be with them for long periods with the camera. Of course, that you see in the camera the results of that, that before we, we were into the shower, it was like months with them accompanied with the camera. But I think it's that, it's to be there, to make them feel comfortable with the camera, and at the same time to establish a deep relationship between them and me. But you cannot construct that in, in one week or in a month. Your previous film, The Mall Agent, a great film, Oscar-nominated film. We're often not sure exactly where we are. I won't give away too much, but we're like, wait, is this person an actor? Wait, does the you know, senior center know that they're being filmed? We have these questions. And I found some of that here too. For example, Paulina seems to be in a play, but Augusto will be on stage with the actors, with the company of actors, or even in a dancing scene. Can you talk about that? What is his relationship to this? Yeah, I think that it's a kind of the same technique in the observation, in the way of how the camera is there and it seems to don't be there for them in a way. I think in that it's completely connected because it seems as the camera, it's not evident. It seems that they are acting, but not. And it's completely their life. And yeah, the scenes of the theater, it's very important in a way because like he is in the work with Paulina, living her reality. And it was a couple decision when he was diagnosed by Alzheimer's, she decides to make him part of her life all mm -hmm. the time. She went to the job with Augusto. In spite that he was going to say things that are not allowed to say, or he can say ridiculous things in the middle of a meeting, but she was with him all the time. And the scene of the play, it's like, it's not only she taking care of his husband in a job, it's all the theater company caregiver, this guy, to integrate him to the society. So for me, it's a perfect example of a caregiver of course, that take the decision of take care. But if the community don't help her or him, it's impossible for that person to continue in society, for the caregiver, not only for the patients. Yeah, for me, that's in, it's an example of how we have to understand the integration of people that it depends of others. Another thing I think that is collapsed in this film 
And maybe in Chile, these are connected, but I think often we put the personal in one spot and the political in another and the cultural in a third. In this film, there's no distinction in some ways. They're constantly collapsing. Yeah, well, I think in document, in life are not the extension. Like we, we used to make a genres for fiction, like drama, comedy, a thriller, jet film, but in life, everything is mixed. So in reality, everything is mixed. And you can see it in this film, of course, we have historical memory with the loss of the memory of a guy that works hard really for construct that chiller political memory. And that is crossed all the time with the story of a couple that both work for that memory and they get in love in that context. And now they continue love trying to keep their own memories and also the political memory. So everything is mixed and crossed as in life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, there's a great scene where Augusto has been in a movie by Raul Ruiz, who, again, Americans may not know, but made 100 films between the 60s and 2010. Very important filmmaker for Chile. And he's talking about how, in some ways, memory isn't allowed in Chile, and yet it must be gathered. I love that mix with Raul Ruiz because they are exactly in that scene that you say, they're speaking about cinema. Raul Ruiz speaks about Juana de Arc. I was to start to speak about political disappearance and uh, speaking about cine and yes what happened in that scene it's just what's happening in the film all the time like all the associations are cross and the film is constructed as a puzzle of affective memory that crossing and mix it and in more in an affective way not in the classical narrative storytelling and like the appearance of Raul Ruiz it's like Wow, it's, uh, why is he here? I think another thing in the film, and I want to emphasize this, this film, towards the end, it is unsparing in its depiction of Alzheimer's, but along the way, there's so much love here. And in the earlier stages, there's some wonderful scenes. One is in a Chinese restaurant, or it seems to be a Chinese restaurant, and Paulina and Agostino are talking about how long they've been together. He can't quite remember. He comes close, she says, but he doesn't quite remember. And they have to work it out together. They have to remember together. And I think this is a wonderful way in which memory isn't just this individualistic thing. Completely. It's something you do with others. Completely. And it's something that she says a lot. She told me, like, in life and in the film, I am a vehicle for him to communicate what he wanted to communicate. And when you have Alzheimer's, you cannot communicate alone. You have to make an exercise with the people that are with you, that help you to communicate. And she's making this exercise all the time. And you see how he really can communicate because of her. And in that scene, like, I know the real story of them. And he really said the truth. There is a moment when she said, did we have kids? And he said, no. And it's true. Why not? Because you didn't want it. And she laughed. And it's true. She didn't want it to have right. kids. And right. she remembered that. And she laughed because, yeah, she didn't remember how many years they were together. He didn't remember the numbers. But the deep things she really remembers. So there are things that remain of that are in his body until the end. I do want to emphasize this. I mean, it helps that these happen to be two of the most charming, charismatic, photogenic people you can imagine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, beautiful people. And they're very no, much in love. Um, yeah, they are charismatic. 
for a reason they are the main face of the journalist in Chile and she's one of the famous actors. They are faces that we want to see. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And it does become sadder as time goes on as the Alzheimer progresses and we see more shot by them because it's COVID as well. So difficult time. Um, it gets more personal. He does begin to deteriorate. This is when it seems like more clips of the past come in. We see more from the, say, millennium, 2002, 2010, as he starts to reflect back upon his career. To me, it almost seemed like it was mimicking a little bit the periodicity that people talk about with Alzheimer's, where the person's there with you for an hour a day, and then they disappear in some ways, and then they come back. It seemed, almost seemed like the film was mimicking that to me. Yeah, completely. The film is trying to represent the perception of memory or the perception of time and rememberings all the time that image came and back and where years are mixed, the present, the past and the future. We end, I'm not going to describe the scene, but yeah. seeing that it's a past, but at the same time, a present, it's a near past. Uh, they are dancing, but it's not that moment, but it's like a feeling moment of what they are living or what is still on the motion of them. So it's a representation all the time of the motions where like he's remembers something of the past in an effective way. And you can go there, like they are reading a book that he wrote and we went to the book 30 years ago and you came back and yeah i think that we are constructed of our memories and determine our identity i think that until the end we see augusto's identity in a spy that he's losing his memory he makes the case uh, he says i believe either in his book or in his feature in dedication to her you know and all yeah. that sort of blends together Chile doesn't have to just remember intellectually, we have to remember emotionally. Exactly. And I think that's what this film does. Yes, right? completely. I feel that it's a message like for remember political, historical memory, you can make act of commemorations, you can speak about facts, you can speak about numbers. And he said in his speech, the statistics and number are not enough. We have to make our warnings with the pain that we feel about that fact. Only you can construct psychic memory, not only political memory, with the pain that remains. And the pain, it's always in his body until the end. The numbers are not in his mind, but the pain are always in his body. And that is how we have to construct the political memory. Not only give the facts, it's to explain to the others, the pain of that period. You do that wonderfully in this film. Uh, again, so this is a beautiful film. It is heartrending, but it's also, we see this lovely relationship that we can all aspire to. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much. Thank it you. It was a pleasure. We want to take a moment to thank our friends at Portrait for hosting these conversations at Sundance. Portrait is the creative alternative to LinkedIn for filmmakers. Apply to join their beta at onportrait.com. That's all one word, www.onportrait.com.